Hello, my spiritual hot moms. Hello, my spiritual hot gals, and welcome back to the Spiritual Hot Mom Shit Podcast. I am your host, Marissa Lace, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things self-love, spirituality, wellness, and truly just tapping into your inner goddess to create a life you love and be someone you love. I have the deepest intention with this podcast to support everyone listening in manifesting their dream life and truly learning what manifestation is and using all of the tools throughout this podcast to really get the ball rolling and creating your dream life. And I am so excited for today's podcast interview. In today's podcast, we have my dear friend Sam Oscarow back for another podcast episode. If you did not listen to our first episode together, I will link that down below for you guys. We dive into so much juicy stuff. And before we jump into today's podcast, I wanted to do a little bit of a soul share, a heart share with you guys. I have really been just up-leveling and quantum leaping a ton in my life through my work, in family, in healing, the whole nine yards. So if you guys have followed me for a long time, you know that I have a YouTube channel and when you guys are listening to this, I actually just posted a brand new vlog on a workday in my life as a creator and I go into how much Instagram pays me for reels, I go into my schedule, I go into talking about how I do all the things, the team I have, the whole nine yards. So if you guys are super interested in what it's like to be a creator, a mommy vlogger, anything of that sort, uh, we also touch on that in today's podcast, which I'm so so excited about. Um, And speaking of YouTube, I have just found myself really getting back into the rhythm and back into the flow. Something that I have been speaking about with my friends recently is I had no idea how private I had gotten. I had no idea how like how much I had really pulled back of my personal life and I think that of course boundaries are so important especially in this work to have boundaries about what you share and what you don't share and you know I dive into this in the vlog but I think becoming a new mom and knowing that I didn't want to share a lot of my daughter um, and previous to having my daughter, I had pulled back in showing my family and even really with Mr. Manifested, my partner, we have chosen to keep our relationship more private and that is really what works. So now I am in this state of being open to flow, of being open to what feels good and knowing that I don't have to have the answer right now. I am just open to receiving the answer. And sometimes that is the greatest work that we can do for ourselves, mind, body, spirit, is just be open to an answer. Instead of spending our time and energy ruminating in our head and overthinking and causing so much stress within us of trying to quote unquote find the perfect answer, really surrendering and know that it's going to come to you surrendering and knowing that the answer is going to flow to you, my gals. So as I've really been leaning back into YouTube and just long form content in general, really loving the podcast. I love our community here and loving YouTube. YouTube was my first baby and you know, I've really struggled over the past couple years figuring out what I want that to look like, what I want that balance to be. And now it feels as if I'm actually getting to a really good place of that. And with this Virgo season that has come with just setting up some sacred structure in there and setting up what what days I want to upload. And right now we have Monday, Thursdays for the podcast as well as for the vlog. So if you guys are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, the Marissa Lace YouTube channel, 
channel, definitely go do that. And if you are loving this podcast, I would love for you guys to leave a five-star review and just a little love note. You guys send me so much love over on Instagram and TikTok and in even the YouTube comments, just how much you love the podcast. Um, and so many podcast listeners have been leaving me love notes on Kajabi where my courses are. So many of you say that, you know, you found me through the podcast. So to those women, I just want to send you a little bit of extra love because those words mean so much to us. I know that online right now when we're scrolling, it can feel like, oh, I liked it. Oh, I did this. But I don't know if people know how much it means to creators to read kind kind comments and just appreciative comments and reflecting back to us what you're getting from our work. This job can, in all actuality, feel very lonely sometimes, almost as if you're like yelling into the void, right? Like this is not how we were meant to have conversations, me literally just speaking with headphones on into a microphone by myself. <laughs> so please know that your comments and your reviews, they are so seen and cherished and loved not just by me by all your favorite creators they truly mean the world to us and really getting my footing back with youtube has been so so fun and just I've really been in a beautiful flow. So if you guys are interested in, interested in seeing how I plan my weeks for, with my membership and the courses and YouTube and all the different avenues I have as an online creator as well as being a spiritual mama, let me know and I can do a podcast on that and kind of talk to you guys about how I like set up that structure and those systems. I also want to let you guys know that there is only a couple days left to get into Love Yourself First Mama pre-sale so in pre-sale it's not only a third of the price but you have so many amazing pre-sale bonuses from my original love yourself first course which covers my whole manifestation method tapping into your intuition boundaries self-love confidence all of that as well as my course next level self which is my deep transformation and quantum leaping course about true just self-transformation and upping your self-worth and confidence and all of my courses have meditations video modules audio trainings it is like your own spiritual hot girl netflix all of the self-love and manifestation content um and in Love Yourself First Mama, my intention with this course is to really help mamas and mamas-to-be feel really seen and supported in that decision where a lot of us feel guilty choosing ourselves. A lot of us feel guilty uh, about putting, you know, f filling our cup up first. It can so often feel like we are the last thing on our to-do list. And I want to remind you that one of the best gifts that you can give to your lover and your children is to really show up for yourself first, to make space for self in your life. So we have two guest teachers on there also, Lauren and Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea is covering nutrition and nourishment and breath work and the nervous system. And there's going to be so much amazing, amazing content in there. If you have not listen to our podcast with Chelsea or if you are in our membership like Honey, we have a bonus training in there with her and then we also have Lauren who is a doula and postpartum doula 
in the course also talking on pregnancy and birth and postpartum. She is bringing so much beautiful knowledge to the table. And, you know, this course is really for the woman who feels like there's a struggle choosing herself. Like you are feeling resistance to creating a life you love. As if I say creating a life you love and being someone you love and that doesn't feel natural to you. And this isn't a parenting course. This is a self-love course. This is a self-worth course. This course is about remothering yourself into your full power and full potential, really healing the pieces of you that don't feel worthy of receiving and the pieces of you that resist enjoying motherhood. And really, one of my favorite things that this course is holding is Lauren, who is Sacred Doula, is actually walking us through a ceremony of really honoring that transition of maiden to mother. And this course is all about learning what self-love actually is, how to create and tap into your confidence as a mother, learning about boundary work, how to set boundaries, making space for yourself in your life, and learning what that actually looks like, right? I'm so passionate about my courses and coursework because I have started my self-love journey almost 10 years ago and I was taking these courses reading these books and it almost as if there there was no action from it it was a lot of fluff it was like a lot of like fuzzy words but nobody was like getting down to the nitty-gritty of like okay but how do I tap into my intuition what does self-love actually look like in my day-to-day life how do I manifest and this whole course is becoming unshakable in your confidence and radiance as a woman and a mother and learning how to listen to your own intuition not just tap into it but what does it really look like to listen to your intuition and your mother's intuition becoming a magnet for everything you're wanting to create in this life one of my favorite pre-sale bonuses that we're doing is a 30-minute money making mama masterclass. so all about creating income from home and what that looks like and how you can create up little create little pathways like that so I'm super excited uh by the time you guys are listening to this we are down to the last couple days to join pre-sale it is only $99 right now and there's over 12 video modules there are so many bonuses meditations downloads journal prompts pdfs like when I tell you this course is chock full of so much goodness for women who wish to be mothers one day, for pregnancy, and for mamas-to-be. No matter what stage you are in, this course is for you. We are taking a deep dive into it. So I wanted to remind you guys about that before we jump in today's podcast episode. And on that note, let's jump in to my conversation with Sam, who is such a powerhouse of a mom. She has her daughter, Violet, who is oh my gosh, she just turned two, which is wild because it's two, two, two right now. And Sam is amazing. She actually just uploaded a new vlog on Virgo season. Her and I, I was sending her these voice notes on Virgo season and giving her some insight on it. And we both were just feeling so inspired. She went and made a whole vlog about all the rituals and habits that she's now implementing for Virgo season. So definitely go check that out. There's so much just beautiful energy in there. It's a healthy week in her life vlog. I'll have a link down below for her Instagram and YouTube channel and let's jump into today's podcast. Amazing. Well, welcome Sam back to the Spiritual Hot Momship podcast. My dear, dear Sam Oscarow, my favorite fellow spiritual hot mom. How are you, Sam? 
but I can't believe how many messages I got to do a part two with you. Oh, people loved our episode. And I'm like, what did I say or do or whatever that people wanted a part two? But here I am. Thank you for having me back. Well, you're my favorite person to talk to every day. And I think what people really loved, Sam, is that you and I, in all actuality, are very private people. We are very private people. And I think a lot of followers and stuff don't realize how more private we are until we start having these like more candid conversations with our friends. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I I feel like four or five years ago, it's like I became that private where I didn't want to be the friend at brunch that people were like, wait, like, are you going to be filming? Cause I want to make sure I look good. Or are you going to be doing this? Even my own mom, like I see my mom literally all the time, but she probably only makes an appearance in the background of a vlog, like once every few months. And it's like, she literally lives next door. I decided, you know what? I want to keep outside lives off. Like, I think people don't realize how many girl things I do or like friendships I have because I don't want to be that. It it puts a lot of pressure on other people when they think a camera is going in your face, their face. And some people don't want to share every little thing that they're doing. And I have to respect that. Yes, ma'am. I love that. And I think it creates a level of inner peace. Also, it creates like unsaid boundaries of just really choosing inner peace over attention. I agree. So Sam and I, in our beautiful friendship, have been really popping off about Virgo season. I sent Sam a voice note the other day, and I was like, bitch, we are getting it together. It is our era of hot mom homemaking, habit stacking, really just getting our lives together. And, you know, I've spoken on the podcast a lot about this growing up era that I'm in. And on our last podcast together, you talked about your stingy girl era, about really protecting your energy, protecting your time, protecting your money. And I actually have a very exciting story to tell Sam. I waited until we got on the podcast to record it because she's going to be very proud of me. And it goes hand in hand with our Virgo energy. Yes. Okay. So would you like me to tell the story first, Sam? Oh yeah. Would that lead up? (laughs) She said, my popcorn is ready. Yes. (laughs) So one of the biggest things that Sam and I talk about. And one topic that we spoke on on the last podcast was about money and, you know, really budgeting, saving money, being respectful of your money. And so something that I have been doing, jumping right into this podcast episode, something that I have decided to do in Virgo season is get really serious about my budgeting. I prefer to call it abundance planning because it feels a little sexier, a little more fun, you know? The, the words matter. The words matter. But I always tell you, budgeting is not for, for people without money. Budgeting is for people that want to have more money. Amen. God is blessed to that. So I sat down <laughs> on a call with my assistant this morning and I sat down on a call and we literally went through every single brand deal that I have done to one, make sure I got paid two, made sure I got paid the right amount and to find that I still have, and I'm going to be very transparent here. I still have $4,000 out that I haven't received payment for. So we are getting our big girl panties on and we are confronting about the money that we still need to be paid. And 
I bring this topic up because I think it can feel really uncomfortable to look at our finances and either look at where we're overspending, where we're feeling too like clung to money and scared to spend it, or where we're just kind of taking the wool over our eyes approach of not wanting to look at it, not wanting to look at our money habits, not wanting to look at where, you know, our money is going. And that really does manifest like how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you're scared to look at your money, you're probably also scared to look at where in your relationship you need to do some work. We're probably scared to look at where the house is getting messy on our own front, on our own demise. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, you can't start budgeting until you know what you have. It's like you can't lose weight until you know what's in your fridge and you know you clean it out and you clean out your pantry. You can't get organized until you get you know, unorganized at first and throw all the clothes out and then start new or like take them out of the closet. Like you just, you really have to, you know, unveil all those things, especially when it comes to budgeting. And, and, you know, I, a brand asked me to sign up for this new platform. I guess I had signed up for it in the past and it's, it keeps track of your money. And there was a brand from 2018 that still says unpaid. And I guess I never, notice because it was a smaller brand deal and it was just like an Instagram deal. And, um, that makes me mad, you know, cause that's on me too. It's not just on the brand. It's on me too, to like do my accounting. Mm-hmm. To own your part, to really take that like grown up energy of like, I will get my money. I will take ownership of this energy of where I kind of drop the ball. And I think that, you know, in this podcast, Sam, like that's what you and I were so excited to talk about, about taking ownership of our life, taking ownership of our habits, taking ownership of like where we are willing to do the work and move the needle, as we always say. And you and I had a really great conversation this morning. I would love for you to tell us about your new video that you posted today. Well, I edited it today. I'm posting it Wednesday. Oh, Mm -hmm. what? This podcast. Whenever you want it to. (laughs) You're the best. Um, I was talking about, well, the whole vlog was about rituals that I'm doing right now, rituals I'm doing at the moment. And it's really not about like, oh, I fell off. I felt, you know, I I stopped doing things. It's like, you might do things in different seasons. Like you might want to, you might have this like feeling of wanting to organize your life in the fall time, but maybe over the summer, your drawers were kind of a mess. Like, I don't look at it like, oh, wow, you're starting more habits now, or you're doing different rituals. It's like, it's kind of fun to do different things for different seasons. But I do think because we're in Virgo season, it's really doing something to me that's making me want to, um, be more organized through, multiple areas of my life, but also take ownership of, okay, what results don't I have from the actions I haven't done? And I use the example in my vlog. If you see somebody that's like super lean and muscular and they're always at the gym and meal prepping, I can't then go look at them and say, Hey, why don't I look at that? Like that, you know, it's like, well, because they're sticking to a diet plan, they're sticking to a workout plan and they're counting their macros. Like that's why they look like that. And if you want to look like that, you have to do that. And you can't be mad when you don't look like that from not doing that work. And that work carries out to so many different things. It can carry out to like, you see somebody starting a business, you see somebody buying a home, but you don't know all the steps that they took prior to that. 
And I also mentioned in my video, it's not their job to explain that to us. It's not their job to explain like, okay, this was step one for me starting a business. This was step two. And it's up to us to do the work. Yeah. Well, I think that's so powerful. And, you know, Sam, something else we talked about on the phone this morning was like, really this idea of exactly like you said, you can't be upset about the results you don't have over the actions you didn't do. Because sometimes if we're like really not in our alignment yet, if we're not living in our power yet, when we look at that person who has the house or who has the body we want to have or has the relationship or the business, like we can start our ego will almost find reasons of why it was easier for them to get there and why it's just, oh, it's so easy for them. Like, oh, they don't understand. Like they're, they're not doing this. They don't have this. Like we almost look for faults and poke holes in these people instead of just being like, well, damn, I could use that as like just inspiration. Yeah. And also like, it's kind of, I, I think I'm getting into this place where it's okay if our lives look different than other people's lives, but we can still be inspired by them. Like just because yes. somebody else that morning routine that's single living alone. And I can't necessarily because, you know, I have a daughter to take care of. I have my husband, my dogs. That doesn't mean that I can't take a few inspiring things from that routine. It just means that mine as a whole is going to look different, but you know, I also have a family I get to wake up with. So there's like also like the pros and cons of everybody's lives. Like you could look at somebody's and, you know, wish you had all of their free time, but then remember like, oh, I don't have all that free time because I have a family and that is something that I wanted. Yes. I think that that is so powerful and it really like brings the intention and the gratitude and the focus like back to your life. When you even think back to, you know, using the example that you did of like, you couldn't really necessarily do this like 22 part morning step routine. And like the most productive yeah. thing in your life is like taking the dog on a walk and going to Pilates. Like it's, it's so beautiful to think back to that part of life when life felt really good. And now you're in the season of, I didn't even know how good life could be now. Yeah. I saw, um, someone posted a quote instead of being like, Oh, more dishes to do, or I always have to clean the house. It's like, I have a house to clean. I have, you know, yeah. I had food, to eat, I had dishes to do. And I'm really trying to carry that attitude more into my life that like, Sometimes I don't even have a minute to sit down, but I remember like, I have my daughter, you know, like some people are praying for that right now. And I literally, you know, have this, I've manifested my little bestie, you know, and I have her yeah. to spend time with and, you know, she's a toddler. She's, you know, we always call her crumbs. She makes like little crumbs. And, but like, that is what I saw in my life. Like I did see myself having a daughter someday and like, you know, having her. Yes, ma'am. Well, that is so beautiful. And you mentioned how, you know, this season right now is inspiring you to get more organized and kind of get things more in order. So can you share just some of the things that you've been feeling really inspired by or some of the things you've been doing? Yeah, well, I will say habit stacking. I've gotten back into habit stacking. For me, I just kind of let summer be summer. We travel more. We're out of our routine more. And I kind of just let myself go with the flow more in summer. And I think like everybody should, a lot of parents too, like their kids aren't in activities in the summertime. They're not in school. So it's like, you know, you use this time to like really just sleep in, do what you want. But 
me, I'm getting back into habit stacking. And like one of my stacks is like so easy. I make Violet breakfast and I immediately fill up my giant water bottle and I just get to drinking or else I get dehydrated. I get cranky. And it's like, you know, you're a mom, like you take care of everybody else before yourself in the morning. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And that's why, you know, you and I speak about this almost every morning about how I'm up so early. And that's because like, in this phase right now with Lila, how she is, is like, she is very, you know, she's fully walking now. She's being a talking little girl. She's almost in her full toddler era. And knowing like, literally from the newborn days of when she would get up at that like four thirty five o'clock wake up like after I fed her and did that stuff I would just stay up because then I had this like kind of quiet house where James was still sleeping and Lila was still sleeping and it kind of gave me a little pocket of time of like my previous normal and now my new normal is you know being a mom of course but making that sacred space in my life like for myself because the moment Lila is awake she comes first so my job as her mom is to put her first so the moment she's still asleep it's making space yeah and you really I mean do people even know how early you wake up I'm like Uh, the person (laughs) I normally wake up between like 5 and 5.30. With summer, I've been trying to sleep in a little bit because she sleeps in a little bit more. But honestly, if I wake up at 4.30, like if my body wakes up, I will just get out of bed. I have now trained myself of like when I wake up, I just get up. And, you know, some nights Mr. Manifested is sleeping with her. Some nights I sleep with her. And like whoever is with her if it's the night that I'm sleeping with her then Mr. Manifesto will come in and like lay with her uh because we do co-sleep as you know and it's just like it's now just part of my rhythm it's part of my routine of like I like getting up because if I then don't have that time I know I have nobody to blame except myself (laughs) yeah and waking up like oh my god so this morning this usually doesn't happen but the rare occasion it does where Violet wakes up at like 4 45 crying and she wanted her bottle. So Jared went down and got her bottle. She went back to sleep and it's like, we were all up. And I mean, I should have just woken up and just let her go back to sleep. But I went back to sleep and I woke up, I slept till 7.50, which is kind of late for us because our part-time dining gets at 8.30. So that's not like a lot of time. So my hair was in one big knot. You know, I just look awful. (laughs) Like I'm like, what time is it thinking like, you know, it's like 630 and I'm like, so like on top of it, it's like it's 750. And I'm like, oh my God, Violet, you have to wake up. I have to wake up. My hair's all messy. I'm in like this big sweatshirt with no pants on underneath. And I'm just like, imagine if, you know, our nanny walks in because she just lets herself in. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like my like this. I'm like, oh, hey, you're looking at my bubble butt. <laughs> And Jared's like, yeah, you need to go put pants on and you just need to get yourselves together. And I don't like waking up like that. Moral of the story is waking up like that makes my heart race and I hate it. Yeah, it disrupts your nervous system. Yeah. And like some Mm -hmm. people wake up like that every day. And if you wake up like that every day, you can't be mad at the people that have these nice, peaceful, zen 
unrealistic morning routines because they're putting in the work of like waking up early and waking up early is work. When that alarm goes off and you want to sleep in, there's people that choose to sleep in. And then there's people that wake right up and they go through that small moment of pain of like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And if you're not willing to go through those small moments of pain, then like, you just, you, you're going to wake up. Like I woke up today, like that, you know, feeling behind. 1000%. And, you know, I don't even use alarms anymore. My, like I started this when I first lived in LA. So, you know, 2000, 15 maybe years ago at this point and it was because this girl and I used to work out at the gym together and she would want to meet at seven and I was living in like Culver City the gym was in Hollywood and I was like okay like you know morning traffic in LA and I was like I gotta get up like yeah and this was still in my people pleasing era so I was like yeah sure let's do seven no problem I'm having to like get up at five to be there at seven and um, all of that is less scary to us than just a person we can't meet (laughs) yeah I'd rather just suffer in silence than tell someone no sometimes I'd rather wake up really early, drive across, like from Culver City to Hollywood would be my worst nightmare, but I'd rather do all of that than send you the text, I can't make it. Right. And so, you know, my whole point in sharing that is like, you, these things don't happen overnight. And I feel like a lot of women, especially moms who struggle with taking, you know, these really like self-development changes and these really like, you know, self-worth changes and self-love changes, we are conditioned as moms to think that we are always the last thing on our plate. And of course, the moment your little one is awake, yes, that is your focus. But having the intention, whether it's like you are a night owl, if you're a night owl and that works for you and you can stay up late and wake up with your little one, no problem. That's amazing. I am not that person. It hits 730, snooze town. (laughs) Yeah. I go to bed at 830. I don't even care. Sometimes 930, but like early. Yeah, 9.30 is late. That's late. late. Like, and I stopped looking at my phone around like four. Like I start preparing, my nighttime routine starts really early. It's like four and me and Violet are like doing our thing. Sometimes we go to the grocery store together, but we get cooking and, you know, now I added in a skincare routine, which I haven't had a skincare routine in like a year. So it's like, I've got things to do and I don't have time for like TV or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when I first started Year of You, I decided to like give up essentially like traditional TV. Um, And I I just swapped everything out with like, okay, can I listen to a book? Can I listen to a podcast? Like, can I have a little bit more beneficial to my life and to my heart and my spirit when I was in this single girl era? And now that I have a family, it's kind of like, I don't need the background noise to find fulfillment. Like I find fulfillment in talking with my partner and like listening to my daughter laugh and play. And, you know, even just, I think you guys are really good examples of this. Like neither of us are like anti-screen time moms, of course, but the the moments that we have with our children are very intentional. And something that you said was about your skincare routine, which I know that that's something that you're implementing now with Virgo season. So what are some other things that you're really focusing on? Um, Pilates again, because Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it's a practice. It's like 
doing yoga. It's like the, you know, if you go on vacation for two weeks, like we did in New York and you come back, you're not going to be as strong in it. And it's, it's also not something I could practice at home because it uses the machine and all that. So I've just been making that intention of going and, you know, it's just pre-planning, you know, who will make Violet breakfast that day that I go. And a lot of times it starts at nine, but I still like to, you know, be with her, even though we wake up at like seven together, most mornings or six 50, we're together that whole time. So if I know I'm leaving at nine, I try to like do a little extra and it, you know, it's the, it's the mom guilt. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be leaving. I shouldn't be working out, but I'm doing it again. I'm doing it once a week and just, I book it right before I book it after each class. So I can't talk myself out of it for the next one. I think that's so important with working out is you really do need to make a schedule and stick with it, or I'm not going to see results. And I have seen such body results from doing Pilates. So it, it is important for me to go. And once a week, most of us can commit to a once a week workout. So I like that it's low maintenance. Um, what else am I doing? Um, you know, I mentioned this in my vlog that's going up Wednesday is that I'm not chasing the changes of Instagram. Like everyone's posting the same thing and they're all, it's, I told you it's like that recycled content and everyone's posting about they missed the old Instagram, but the truth is we can't hang on to things that we have no control over. So I'm just kind of doing my own thing on YouTube and I'm just going to continue to do my own thing and share behind the scenes stories, but I'm not going full on out of my way to chase an algorithm that nobody really understands. And it's not so much about growing. It's more about connecting with the people that already want to connect with you. So that's kind of something I mentioned in my blog is that I just really want to focus on like my fall content and the things that really bring me joy and being creative. Yeah. I feel like as two creators, like you and I have conversations nonstop and just to like be very candid, it feels like I, you know, I was just vlogging and I was talking about this. I feel like I'm figuring out how to be a vlogger again. Like I'm figuring out like yes. reconnecting with my audience. And even when I say that, like, I know I'm connected to my audience. I literally message with like hundreds of women every day. And it's just like, it's me feeling disconnected from the YouTube space. And so falling back in love with that and falling back into these rhythms and systems and routines, even with creating, like having this sacred masculine structure of like having the sacred structure of I upload this day, I want to film this. And, you know, something Sam is, do, is doing now that we've talked about is kind of giving her videos more of an outline. So you have kind of a focus, just the same way you plan your workouts, giving your day a focus. So you can't talk yourself out of it and yeah. now I find myself doing that as a creator of like learning how to be a vlogger again and it was something that I loved for so long and something that was like my first baby you know and so falling back in love with that yeah no I could a thousand percent agree with like the first baby it also has gone through its ebbs and flows like everything else like YouTube 2016 is looks different than YouTube now and like what people want to see from you and expectations. But what I realized is that 
each year it's going to be a different theme each year it's going to be different trends and so if you could just stick with what you really enjoy and put out the content you enjoy then you're going to have people that are interested whether you're starting an instagram or starting a youtube channel but like i just see so many people posting tips on how to grow and um how to follow this trend and i just I don't know. I'm not going to take that direction. People can go that direction. But for me, I would rather go the direction of like, I don't care. Do what you want with the algorithm. Like I'm going to be here posting my content, whoever wants to be inspired and, you know, learn some healthy habits or see the healthy habits I do. There's enough trash TV out there. There's not a ton of like wholesome content anymore. So that's sort of like my niche. (laughs) Yeah, there's honestly a lot of like trash content in general right now of like, we want to emotionally trigger people, we want to cause an emotional response that way it like elongates the view time and it ups engagement. And something that you mentioned too, that I would love to ask you. So, you know, about the trends and everything, which side note, anyone listening, if you are super interested in the creator space, something that I tell everyone, Sam, is don't focus on the trends, focus on creating a community and a following who love you for you. Like in all actuality, I shouldn't have taken off on TikTok. Like I was doing videos where I just sat down and I ate and I talked and I would post three or four videos at a time. And according to like what these growth pages say, that's not what you should do. But I actually built like a hundred and I think 50,000 or something followers in less than a year. So why would they say don't do that? Um, People say that, you know, if you're posting more that like, for example, if you have a video that's going viral, getting a lot of views, getting a lot of traction, they say not to post another video for 24 hours because the quote unquote algorithm is going to stop posting that viral, like stop pushing that viral video. Oh, I see. I see. So my whole... Yeah, my whole point in sharing that is like, in all actuality, I think that there is a time and a space to look at the algorithm, look at what works, look at what doesn't work. And at the same time, know that like your energy and how you show up and your alignment on the platforms matters more than anything. If you are only posting because you think you should or think you have to, like people can see right through that always. Oh, yeah. And like, at the end of the day, you have like how did creators start well creators started because they wanted to offer something that tv didn't offer in connection and you know anytime you're going away from that and like moving away from connection and stuff it's like well then we're just watching you do something and how is that not the same as tv like i i think that some of these apps it's it's like they get so big that they don't even realize like why they were popular in the first place like instagram or youtube but they were popular in the first place because people felt like, oh, wow, Sam just scooped out her protein powder and it spilled everywhere. I do that too. Like that's, you know, that reminds me of my morning or whatever. So I think that when these apps like don't think about that side of it and they're just thinking about like viral hits, viral that, I wouldn't be surprised if like they start losing more people and then gaining people again from going back to the basics and making like a full circle. Sam and I talk a lot about our theory that old school YouTube is going to come back of the longer form content, the more organic content. 
And, you know, Sam, I would love to ask you how you feel about YouTube shorts, because something that we were talking about is how, like, it's almost like, I, I understand platforms wanting to grow and platforms wanting to expand and wanting to like, quote unquote, keep up with the times. But I wonder if viewers realize how like detrimental it is essentially to our energy and like our mental health if all we're consuming is this like quick hit content and we're never really connecting with anyone. I know personally for me, I... I, I'll do a reel every now and then and I try and add some like actual like value to it you know like the other day I posted like an affirmation reel and affirmations to use but it's so hard when it feels like even on YouTube right now like they're really pushing the YouTube shorts right I mean I haven't made one and I really don't want to because I just like I would do one here and there, but like, I just don't, and I haven't yet, but I just don't really see the point in them because YouTube is not where I'm going to go to see short form content. Like where I'm going to go to see short form content is TikTok. Like if I just want to type in something quick, it's not going to be Instagram because Instagram still has not nailed that like search engine. Like you can't type in like cute outfits and get cute outfits. Like it's, they need to work Mm -hmm. on that. But like TikTok is a great place for that. But also maybe some people feel the same way there's going to be creators that you love watching on YouTube that it doesn't translate to Instagram and TikTok there's going to be people that make you laugh on TikTok but you don't really care about their life outside of that like some of the TikTokers have now like you know gone to YouTube and they're sharing behind the scenes of their life like not all of the people that watch them on TikTok are going to follow them there and I think that like we've so many influencers have just gotten like this ego that like people have to care about their lives in all platforms. And it's like, no one, no one is, no one owes you that. That's the first thing that I've like learned about myself is that like, I have the bigger audience on YouTube. And like, if more of my YouTube followers want to find me on Instagram, then they would, but they, you know, it's this, I have a smaller platform on Instagram and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with the fact that like I could do more giveaways. I could do more collabs. Like there are ways that I could grow my Instagram that I just choose not to do because I really feel like my craft and perfecting my craft is on YouTube. Like I don't feel like an Instagrammer or a TikToker. And I always no, tell I you- love that. <laughs> yes. And I think that that's important. Will you kind of touch on that a little bit more? Because Sam, when I think about you and something that I really, really love about you is you are so disciplined and I feel like, yes, you share it on your channel and you talk about it, but I don't think people know like how you really are like a woman of your word, like whatever you say you're going to do, you follow through with it and you hone in on like, not only what you're good at, but what you want to be good at. Like you are very good at being disciplined and with your growth mindset. Oh, thank you. I just feel like you, when the person wears a million hats, like do you ever see like celebrities and they dabble in a million different things, but then there's like Leonardo DiCaprio who like nails his role. Like he chooses really great scripts and like pretty much anytime he's in a movie, me and my husband will love it because he just really like owns his character. Same with like Rachel McAdams. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything from her that I didn't like, but then you have these celebrities that are doing a million things and they're in a million places. And it's like, 
sometimes you can see a good movie from them. Sometimes you cannot. The same thing with like celebrity endorsements. Sometimes you like the product, sometimes you don't. And I just feel like when you're doing too many different things, it's really hard to concentrate on one thing. And that sounds so simple. And I know in the age of social media, you're supposed to be everywhere, but like, you have to ask yourself, like, do I have any business doing the dances on TikTok when I should be working on my YouTube channel? When I should, like vlogging is just such a full-time demanding job that it's really hard to keep, like if you're a working vlogger, that is like you have brand deals, you have maybe your own products and you're on YouTube once a week or twice a week or whatever, that in itself is a job. And so many creators from our time, like, you know, 2015 and up don't even come on YouTube that often anymore, even though that was the place that they got popular. So I I just, I think it goes back down to like, where do you want to be and like dominate that space? And maybe that's like bad advice and like maybe social media managers wouldn't give that advice, but that's like the advice I've given to myself and like have long-term brand deals. And like that side of it has really worked out for me. And I, I really believe it's because I honed in on YouTube. And I never agree. Yes, I think that that is an amazing point. And what would you have to say to the women who, and especially the moms who are listening to this, and they feel like they really struggle with like being disciplined, even like, even Sam, like watching your stories, let alone knowing you as like a friend that we have developed the best friendship of even like you make dinner at the same time every night. And you are so like disciplined with like eating healthy foods and like taking care of your home. And, you know, what are some like tips that you would give to women who feel like they really do just want to take more control of their life in that way? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like one part of it is that I've been doing it so long. And once you've done something so long, it becomes part of you. But when I made the decision to like, not just do whatever I wanted, and whenever, it really starts with like, your why, like, if you don't have a why of why you're cooking dinner, then like, you're not going to, for example, if we wait too long to make dinner, like if I wait too long, it's usually me who makes dinner, but sometimes Jared helps too. If we wait too long, what? The grill master. Yeah, exactly. He'll be on the grill. I'll be making the sides, like stuff like that. But if we wait too long, we're going to get tired and we're going to want to go out for dinner. And then when we go out for dinner, there's always this like guilty side of me that is like, are they putting canola oil in my food or like, you know, was Violet's food cooked right? And especially with a kid, you like worry so much. That's why we go to like the same four restaurants. So I just feel like it's what you actually told me a while ago is like your creativity has a shelf life. I always think the same thing with like your energy and your inspiration. If you want to go make dinner and it's already like, it's only 2, 2 p.m. Start cutting your vegetables because by the time 5 and 6 p.m., rolls around, you're going to be too tired. So I'm not saying I started at 2 PM. I'm just saying that when I get the urge to do something, I just go do it and like, knock it off my to-do list. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Like you just have to have that mentality in life is that when you want to do something, do it, don't wait. Because by the time you wait, you've like lost that motivation. 
No, I totally agree. I think that, you know, that's something that really changed my life. I used to be someone who really procrastinated or had a lot of ideas, but never took a lot of action. And if anyone could take inspiration or like one little tidbit from this, besides Sam's habit stacking, which we're going to dive back into in a moment, it would simply be that when you feel inspired to do something, when you have an idea, get take one step toward it. And I don't mean planning it. I don't mean trying to perfect it. I mean, literally something to move the needle because a lot of the time with our generation, I find things like Pinterest and I mean, even TikTok and, you know, we want to plan everything so perfectly. And we think we need to have everything laid out before we start when in all actuality, starting the aligned actions creates the momentum towards the goal, towards the manifestation, towards the changes. Yeah, I probably like take action sometimes like too early on, but like I'll post a story and people be like, you had a million spelling errors. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I just like captured it in the moment and posted, you know, it's like sometimes I might jump the gun, but I will say that like, it's just when I become such a disciplined person that everything that I'm doing, I just it's like I, in the morning when, you know, Violet's with her sitter, I order our groceries or I go pick them up. And like, that's the first thing. So it's already in the back of my mind that at some point in the day, I have to cook that food. And I just really set myself up because of my why, like just health is so important to me. It's important to eat healthy for me. It's important the way I feel it's important for my daughter. It's important for my husband. If it wasn't up to me, like, you know, if I wasn't cooking every day, I'm sure Jared would just eat like a piece of steak every single night and would not eat a vegetable. So I just, I feel like I take a lot of pride in cooking healthy meals for my family. Like I'm taking care of my family. And that is a very strong why for me. I love that. I love that so deeply. And, you know, you talk a lot about habit stacking on your YouTube channel, which if you guys are not subscribed to Sam, you need to go <laughs> subscribe to her, Sam Oscarow. It'll be listed down below. Yes. But Sam has a whole YouTube channel all about motivation and health and wellness and really just beautiful videos for inspiration as well as aligned action. So Sam, for anyone who is new to habit stacking, will you share a bit about it and just a few little like micro get new nitty gritty about how you use habit stacking in your life. Yeah, of course. So read the book, Atomic Habits is your first yes. step because that's who the author, James Clear, he really like, I'm pretty sure he invented it or he at least titled it that, but habit stacking is basically you take one habit that you're consistently doing, and then you're going to stack another healthy habit or, you know, successful habit on top of that. For example, if every morning you wake up and you take a shower, then maybe the next stack is going to be, you put on your sneakers and you go for a walk. So now every time you're in the shower, you start to associate that with your sneakers and going for a walk. So for me, I have a stack that I have is I make my daughter breakfast. Once I put it on her high chair plate, that reminds me to go fill up my water bottle because those two go together for me. The same thing with like, I work out, I immediately come home and make a protein shake. Like even if I have to pick up my groceries and I did like the order groceries and I have to be somewhere after my workout, I will get a protein shake on the way. Like I will stop somewhere. So for me, it's like when I work out, it's protein shake. Like I just, that's just a habit stack that I've been doing for a long time. Um, One that he gives in the book is some people, they wake up and then they meditate. And it's like waking up in the morning. Now you associate your meditation. And basically what habit stacking is, it's like neurological. It starts to get your brain to associate different habits you're doing with the next one. 
I love that so much. And to share some more examples, and I haven't even told Sam that this is one of mine, but one that we do now is one of our nighttime habit stacks is uh, Lila is in this phase right now where she needs to kind of be in motion to fall asleep. So now James takes her for a walk every night. And I know the moment James and leaves and goes for that walk, I get the bed ready. So, you know, I put the guardrails up, I put our blankets down, I get the bed ready. And then after that, I go upstairs and I do my future self 15, which is a cleaning. So I quickly wipe the counters down. I whip the Dyson out and just vacuum upstairs really quick. Um, and I take these 15 minutes and I do something my future self will thank me for, um, which is cleaning, making sure I'm not waking up to a messy, dirty house, making sure that you know we have formula upstairs that we have diapers in her diaper caddies and then in the morning something that I've been doing is while the coffee is like being made after I make the coffee I unload the dishwasher so now you know we make sure the dishwasher is run at night and that way it's kind of these things of even as we were speaking about in the beginning of the podcast doing things the night before so you are not waking up in this frantic state in a state of like, oh God, I'm running late. And then your nervous system is in this like fight or flight mode. And then you're looking right. for any reason to be stressed because your mind is like, oh God, I'm running late. So then you're looking at all these things I have to do. So where in your life can you set yourself up for success? Where can you love yourself enough to take a couple extra moments? And I think another one, Sam, that I use the example a lot is like, say that you're driving home uh, from the park with Violet and you notice that your car is low on gas and you're like okay well I can get back home or do I stop and get gas and like all of us just want to go home all of us yeah. just want to go home I never want to stop and get gas but yeah. I know that if I get in the car again and I see that my car is on e and I have somewhere to be I'm like why do I do this to myself and that's what I ask myself now like why do I do this to myself like I deserve to like take care of myself and be the adult because the next time it's going, you're going to be so busy. For example, when I batch make Violet's hard boiled eggs, she loves one every single morning and I'll make like five at a, at a time. It's like, I'm setting myself up so that every morning that's one less thing that I have to do for her and can have already prepared. And, you know, the same thing with the dogs. Like when I'm leaving the groomer, I just want to pick them up and like not talk and be like, bye and like leave. But I'm like, you know what? Let me make the appointment for the next time so that I don't have to call because none of us want to call. None of us want to sit on hold. Like those kind of tasks are like, I actually hate those, but I'm like, you know what? Same thing with my teeth. Let's just make the appointment for the next time. And I just, it's like you said, it's like my future self thanks me that that's like, I didn't have to do that. Yes, 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 yes. I love that so much. And, you know, if you could give what is like one tip that you think every mom should be doing right now? Like, what is one thing in your life that is like your non negotiable that is feeling so good? Yeah, I feel like this is a good one to end it too, since my nanny is leaving at 230. Yes. Um, but I would say, like for yourself as a mom, or like to be a better mom? either whatever feels best so I can share mine that mine is I do my walk every single day with Lila and how I've kind of like buffered that up even is now it's at the same time every day um so adding more kind of schedules to my life has been something I resisted for a really long time I hated schedules for myself um and now kind of doing that walk every single day is also kind of habit stacking because on that yeah. walk I'm now listening to voice notes from my friends and catching up on 
on emails and all these things. Um, and that's really changed the game of just getting out of the house, getting her fresh air, getting me fresh air, also getting my workout in just. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a couple stacks. I'd say for me is like 15 to 20 minutes with your, if you have like a young toddler like me, like I have a two-year-old and like taking 15 to 20 minutes where you don't criticize them, you don't correct them. You don't, not that like you criticize a two-year-old, but you know what I mean? Where you're like, no, no, don't touch that. That's sharp. No, no, you can't play with that. No, no. Um, But taking like 15 to 20 minutes daily where you don't have your phone out and you don't, um, critique them and you just let them be and you also don't try to teach them anything I was listening to this like um parenting thing and it was like how exhausted would you be if somebody was always like purple white white right can you say that sure sure what is this called honey and like if you heard that all day you'd be like ah you know and it would be exhausting so I and sometimes I could tend to do that because she just wants to talk so much so I'm like Oh, remember what, what is that called? We talked about that yesterday. Right. And so, um, I take like, you know, time out of each day where I'm not teaching her anything. I'm not correcting her and I'm just letting her be wild. And I've noticed that it's like, we just end up having so much fun laughing. We even have like inside jokes now. So I just think that that parents forget that like that not everything has to be a lesson letting your child be a child. Yes. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for being on again. I love you so deeply and I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Well, I hope you and Vibe go have such a good afternoon. Um, and just thank you so much. Everyone listening, all of Sam's information will be linked down below. And Sam, what is something you're manifesting right now? Just really small. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I, I really want to get back into my 530 routine. <laughs> yeah, we're manifesting early mornings for hot mom yeah. Sam. Yeah. Okay, well, I love you so much. I will text you. Have a beautiful okay. day, my love. Bye. Bye.